That's a thing. Welcome back to the Honeycomb Hideout. I'm your host, your Simp Master Thirst King, Joe Kane. With me as always, my co-pilot, cohort, co-partner, co-lot of things, the scientist supreme, Christine Kitchens. Honestly, I'm still just kind of in awe. I'm like country come to town right now because I'm like, y'all, look at all these fancy fangled stuff around here. Oh, yeah. like, so I'm just like starstruck by because uh, uh, listeners, we are in an actual super fancy, not my office <laughs> space today. Yeah. And I'm not on my little uh, tray table. <laughs> That's right. Look so at us. Is. We're growing up. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we got an actual space and, you know, we're actually recording on proper equipment. <laughs> We're not remote. We're in the same room, y'all. I know. This is weird. Yes. And of course, we've got old Uncle, old Father Waffles, <laughs> MC Tuttles. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason for that name. What? Uh-huh. And Christine, we will get into that later. And Joe, I'll never forgive you for uh, coming up with that nick, that moniker that you have right now, because it breaks mm-hmm. me every time. Yeah. So and the Thirst King. And you know what the sad part is? I have the original episode. Oh. Oh, you do? <laughs> yes. Well, that'll be in the archives for everyone that wants to know the story of Father Waffles. Our friend Corey is out there, and uh, mm-hmm. he will be making a return at some point when we want to yeah. bring that it's on our, It's on our SoundCloud, y'all. Yeah. Volume 1. And listen, you, you guys you guys are absolutely correct. I love the vibe now that we're all in person, not that I have oh, anything yeah. in Zoom. And oh, absolutely. This is courtesy of On TV in Lake Orion. Oh, yeah. Definitely got to give them a yeah. shout-out, Nick. We got to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yes, Joe's a veteran here because Joe actually uh, was, was part to, you know, you took the podcast. I, d- class I did take the podcast. Class, so Joe yeah. is the master behind the board right now. He's the guy who can give the tour. Christine, like you said, came out of the country <laughs> and came down here to see all the fangled wires and oh. is apparently taking my Luddite place. It's my line. I'm the one that's like butter churning. And here you are like, look at all these fancy wires. It's amazing. Sorry, well, I'm here to steal your thunder. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, MC Tuttles. When it comes down to it, I want just, you to call him by a different name every time you talk to him. No, Joe's just basically like, de- like just doing full WikiLeaks right now. He's just like putting everything out there, and I can refute any of it. No, bastard. No. But ultimately, you're just Nick Amati. Oh well, there you go. Honestly, I do have a new plan for uh, next time you're here with us. Is I'm just gonna have um, my phone open here with a uh, auto name generator, and I'm gonna call. I'm gonna respin it every time I talk to you, and you will have at least 15 new names by the end of the episode. That's, That's fine because I don't when have, I have to do to run... anything. That's awesome. You know what? You know what? That's fine because when I have to run from the authorities, I have so many names. <laughs> that like this is this is fake. Look at this. This guy goes with like 29 names. <laughs> yes. But yes, we are in ONTV recording today because, well, well, for for one thing, it's good to be home. It really is. Yeah. It's really great to be back in here. But also, it fits with today's topic because we're talking about content creation, y'all. We're talking about we're talking about how the how, how the hot dogs made because. Ugh. Okay, yeah, so uh, so I misread the notes. I thought this was about food and actual hot dogs, but <laughs> see, I'm, I'm but it's okay. I'm ready either way. Oh, oh dear. Do you uh, like your content with mustard or ketchup? 
Me? Ketchup. <laughs> with a little bit of sweet relish. Ooh, yeah, I definitely missed the show notes on this. <laughs> 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 no, but, you know, but real, real talk here, Comies. Everyone, uh, you know, you know, whether it's you know, YouTube content, podcast, Spotify, all that jazz. TikTok. Every, oh, TikTok. TikTok. Oh, God, TikTok. Oh. Every, everywhere we go, there's some form of content out there. Right. People, you know, putting themselves out there think with that confidence that, God damn it, if you could bottle it. <laughs> I wish I could give me some of that. We could try, but we'd be uh, under investigation. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. pretty sure that's a crime to do that. Yeah, yeah, no. it is. But ultimately, it's all out there. So it's right. comedy, drama, music. Content is out there. Right. And so many different people do so many different things to produce it. So that got me wondering, what what makes ours stand out? What makes Imaginos Workshop stand out amongst all the other content creators out there? Because I've got some ideas on how we stand out, but at the same time, that's the creamy filling of the hot dog. And yes, this is a fucked up analogy. Was, but we're like going to get back there. Twinkie hot dogs? Yeah. Like, what the fuck kind of yeah, content I'm, are I'm, you creating? <laughs> it's getting weird. Future, <laughs> some Futurama references. That's what it is. Yeah, it doesn't a have Bavarian a... cream dog that's yeah, self microwaved. There we go. I'm glad, for the, I'm glad there's some context because that was fantastically uncomfortable. Right I know. Now. Yeah, Nick and I are just slowly sliding away from the table. Yeah. Like, yeah, bag it up. Yeah, bag it up. Okay. Are you going to lose it? We just bag it up. Okay. That's it. Bag it up. That's right. What can I say? I'm really feeling good this evening. And, and Joe right. has a button on the spread there. that just locks the door. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the door is locked. <laughs> <laughs> he has the button. The door is locked. Uh-oh. I heard. The, I heard the click. Uh-huh. But yes. But before we got dive into all that, you know, we've all been creating some form of content for a while now. Christine, you've been on the podcast with me for over a year now at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough time that we forgot, probably forgot our anniversary, quite frankly. Oh, but, yeah, we you know. super missed that. Oh, like, yeah. that was back in March. Like. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, like, Nick, we've been writing shit together for how many years now? We are coming up, uh, it's 2022, so we are coming up on 10 years of officially writing, but it's been, we've known each other longer. <laughs> Motherfucker, we old. Oh, I mean, oh, it's like that. I mean, is, this, is there just no, are there no boundaries in this conversation? Are we just going to like pick at every scab there all at once? There are zero boundaries in this yeah, conversation. Yeah. Are you still role playing? Are you being genuinely hurtful? It's yeah. just like blood dripping everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> yep. how many scabs are you going to open, damn you? You will notice well, that Joe has this nice protective <laughs> shield from the blood splatter. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember, Nick, being on the podcast means you automatically provide consent. Yeah. Yeah, I never re- I never check those lines. I always click accept on all these things. Yeah. I think Apple and everyone owns me. Probably. Probably. I'm owned by like 80 different Fortune 500 companies now. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we've been doing we've been creating comics. We've oh, yeah. been creating, you know, scripts and things like that for years. But starting things off though. We didn't we didn't all start out knowing what the fuck we were doing. So, oh no, god like, no. So, I want to know from you guys what were some of the misconceptions that you had about what creating content was going to be like before 
you started creating content. Oh, Christine, me, you first. Me. I'm ready. I've I'll, had I'll this, got two hands up. I God had damn. this. Okay, okay. So this is specifically as it relates to uh, audio-related content, such mm-hmm. as a podcast, <laughs> is that you basically have to be eating your mic the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember the first couple of episodes we recorded sound, uh-huh. I sound so terrible because I'm like sitting like a reasonable distance from what I felt like was a reasonable distance from my mm-hmm. mic. Yeah. And once... I started um, playing around, and I think it was like OBS Studio or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I realized I literally have to be like deep throating this mic in order to get the sound quality that I want. There's a bit of fellatio involved with <laughs> yeah, the mic. Yeah, I was like, in not realize how intense my relationship with this mic would be. Like, yeah, yeah I definitely missed the the, the notes for this for this episode. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of like, okay, I get it. I can, I can make those reference too. They just won't be as good as that. But you know, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, no, me, but yeah. you're you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing is, I've seen behind the scenes stuff, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Why are they doing this all of a sudden?" But then I realized, if you stand right here and try and record it from yeah, over here, farewell. yeah, and I'm like, "I'm not that far away. Wait, well, it's I can't hear myself." And now I have to come all the way over here, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, oh, there they are." Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, look, now I'm present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, honestly, yeah, that no, that's uh, that's a thing I learned very quickly. No, I have uh, <laughs> I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Uh, behind the scenes stuff like the prep mm-hmm. that goes in like like the, when you go to a movie theater and you see the credits you see the mm-hmm. key grip and all the, oh, you yeah. know, the boom mic operator and every every little person you're like yeah every single person mm-hmm. needs to be there otherwise this thing just it's like a house of cards oh yeah it's like it's a 240 million dollar projection it's, it's going <laughs> jinga and the whole thing falls down like oh, it's like no. it's like one of the spices being missing out of kfc chicken there's just there's there's, there's they're, they're all needed they're all necessary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I guess if I were to back away uh, from not just deflating my mic, you know, <laughs> it's just like the technical skills mm, that you kind of yeah. need to execute some of these things. Like mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about audio or visual media. Oh, yeah. Like there, it's one of those things where it's very easy to sit there and daydream mm-hmm. and kind of be like, oh, I'm going to do this thing and we're going to talk about this thing. And then mm-hmm. you spend, you know, 20 minutes messing around with your mic trying to get it to work. So mm-hmm. I think that was the thing that, I did not, re- I, I guess in my head, it's like the part that seemed the hardest would be like actual ideas for stuff. And, mm. you know, I didn't like it never even crossed my mind, like the technical things that you had to know how to do in order mm-hmm. to do something well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I guess I can honestly go next. Um, considering I am both the host and the editor of the podcast. Ah, editing. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, I had no idea what was really going to go into editing these goddamn shows. Unsung um, heroes, editors. Oh, Unsung my heroes. God. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is I something tells me I'm probably going to wind up being a video editor at some point, too. Oh, no. I'm lamenting. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, no, but from an editing, but editing, you know, like, I mean, obviously we have Jeff, you know, imagine us as resident, um, uh, serial killer of words because um, <laughs> mother of God uh, you have not made it through the crucible without surviving one of Jeff's script edits why did you make me do this okay 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 <laughs> I, I guess I have to actually speak in defense of, of Jeff otherwise he'll never forgive me on this because <laughs> Lord knows I've done my fair share of smearing him and spreading mm. disinformation about Jeff mm. but yes Joe's not wrong <laughs> On one, on, one, on one aspect, uh, 
Jeff hasn't hasn't had many mm. nicknames. Uh, you know, like, Machete get Jeff. Yeah, Machete Jeff. <laughs> because w- one of the first times I I ever saw one of Jeff's edits was of Joe's scripts, yep. and Jeff just had he usually writes it in red, mm. and there was just red yeah. along the script. To yeah. be fair, this is one of Joe's earliest scripts. Mm-hmm. So, oh, absolutely. And Jeff never ever said stuff like you know mm-hmm. walk into traffic, you mm-hmm. know, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> you know, Jeff, Jeff would never like do stuff like that. But Jeff had Jeff is very methodical because he's been an editor uh-huh. at newspapers, you know, and he, you know he has a teaching background, English background. So Jeff mm-hmm. is oh yeah beyond qualified. So mm-hmm. we anything in Imagine's workshop is going to go through Jeff's like door. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it, yeah. it's inevitable. You're going to go through there. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. some people like psych themselves up, like you know, I've been doing cocaine all day. <laughs> it's like that that Saturday Night Live skit. You know, like, I want a big piece of you. And he's oh Jeff's my god, like, that's like Irvin whenever he <laughs> sends something. <laughs> <to Jeff. laughs> and, and Jeff, to his credit, will mm-hmm. just you know, he's almost like a mm-hmm. like Pai May from Kill Bill. Yeah, he yeah. sits there, he's like, <laughs> you are not ready. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, he's gonna pluck your eyeball out. Be careful. <laughs> No, but yeah. you are your your work is better. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've always when coming when going through Jeff and oh yeah, and like, kind of like what Joe was talking about. Mm-hmm. That's one of the process of Imaginos Workshop. Like mm-hmm. you, because it, it's all about it's all about the story. Mm-hmm. The creators, like I know, I'm excited. and I'm always going to uh, pump this out. Mm-hmm. Joe and Christine are working on a awesome project that mm-hmm. they are headlining, and uh-huh. we will be. Teasing it, and it's going to be coming out. We're going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be trying to get some behind the scenes, <laughs> like the type of content creation we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a project we're very excited about, but it's one of those that's going through the process right now of edits. And oh, yeah. uh, I, you, you love the creation, and then you see the, the you guys have seen like the notes that are coming back, and mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, "What?" And we're like, "Trust me on this," <laughs> you know. And yeah. So it, 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 it's it's a fine line of like. Not putting our thumb on it because it has to be you guys, mm-hmm. and just kind of like just moving, like nudging the mm-hmm. the ship a little bit this way and that way, and keeping you guys on the like, on the like, straight so Nudging the scope a millimeter to the right. Yeah, you're not. You only get. You're gonna shoot them in the ass. You gotta shoot them in the head. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, you're talking about things that we learned. We've been writing for a long time. Oh, yeah. Always learning new stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just there is there's a sense of of brevity. Like, can you say this in three sentences instead of five? Mm-hmm. You say, can you get it down to two? That, there is a cutoff point. Like, why don't you just blink? You know, like, okay. <laughs> like, there has to be some words on a page. So oh, yeah. that that is true. But what's the most efficient way to say it? Because for the gatekeepers, whoever's reading the script, if it's not us, they mm-hmm. love, and they always say this. We've mm-hmm. heard this. There's they love white space mm-hmm. on a on a on a PDF word on, on a document. They're reading the script. They just want to see a few lines and a lot of white. I'm like, okay. Because in their head, then it, I guess it flows better, and they adhere to this one page is one minute, which mm-hmm. doesn't. It, then the, the, yeah. the way they save that is it averages out. Mm. So when you say they're like, okay, I guess, but there, there, you know, there are times when we're like, that's a great line, I mm-hmm. love that line, but does it matter? Oh Can, my. Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, <laughs> just like I, I have, mean. so I, I like you're sitting here and it's making me think about it mm-hmm. and talking about the white space and. The script makes mm-hmm. me kind of think about another thing that I really didn't know when, because this is my first project ever <laughs> with script writing, and there was a lot of stuff that I did not necessarily know going in. And some of mm-hmm. the, uh, again, going back to some of those technical details of like how to format a script <laughs> that, you know, surprised me that I didn't really think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I appreciate you bringing it up, Nick, because mm-hmm. it is a really good, like, 
Oh, no, look, I wish I could speak on format. I got super lucky. Mark, and was we were introduced to this uh, program called Celtex, which mm-hmm. is like, and Final Draft is another thing oh, that yeah. they use. It does all the work for you. Oh, the yeah. font size, what goes where, what's the spacing, you know, character, action line, dialogue. It does it all. I'm like, okay, great. I just have to type, and I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. You know, makes it idiot-proof for someone like me because I am an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Considering that, and you know, I talked about the entire aspect of editing being what it is. Yeah. Um, and yes, y'all, for every episode that I that we do of the Honeycomb Hideout, whatever length it is, it took two to three times as long to edit. Y'all welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, considering that, Nick, what were some of your misconceptions in regards to content creation? I never realized how exhausting writing can be because I have a, I have a medical background. So one thing is when you, you know, for example, they say when you're studying, mm-hmm. your brain uses sugar because mm-hmm. that's its primary energy source. And so you, you burn through that. That's why you get either really fatigued or you can only study for like, really put your mind to it, 45 minutes to an hour. And then mm-hmm. you're like, I got to stop. I never mm-hmm. knew that. That is so fascinating. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. there are people like, man, I studied like six straight hours. You know, when I was going through, you know, med school, they were like six straight hours. I'd burn through them. Like you got about like 50 minutes in. It's just like your brain shut off. You wasted mm-hmm. about four hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I didn't. Like, all right, what happened? And, and they can't remember it because mm-hmm. your brain, it's, it's physiology. Mm-hmm. Your brain uses sugar. That's the first thing it'll burn. So that's why you get hungry when you study. Mm-hmm. That's why you get and you get fatigued. So what? Uh, this episode, Science Minute, is sponsored by <laughs> Nick. Uh, what, wait, what's your name? Are you Waffle Daddy? What are you called? <laughs> just made up another name. Damn, you. Damn it, woman! <laughs> just adding. Wait, wait, what is it? Father Waffles. Father Waffles. Not waffles. You knew it was Father Waffles. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. You did that. On, you purposely added to the list. That's fine. But now I really wish I had, did have Joe do the recording for the video too. Damn it. Oh, okay, mm. Nick. I'm gonna get you a Waffle Daddy T-shirt. <laughs> That's fine. And you know what? I still love waffles. I love them. I'll eat them. I don't care. We're overdue for a, for a waffle night. Anyway, oh yeah, so, we are. Yeah. Oh, Joe makes these waffles. It's, oh, it's Christine's it's had them. Oh, you oh, know, yeah. oh, it's it's sinful. Yes. Absolutely sinful. No, but I, I never realized how exhausting. Cause, and then when you're, I'm like, because you have to think like, okay, does that line work? Mm-hmm. That line doesn't work. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes what I learned is uh, don't let, you know, perfect be the enemy of the good. Just write it. Mm. Just write it and then go back and be like, oh, wow, that sucked. Oh, that worked. Oh, that sucked. Oh, that, that worked. Mm-hmm. And so I never realized how. Uh, yeah, it's exhausting, but it's rewarding. Like when you get mm-hmm. something, you, when, you'll never be perfectly like, okay, okay, that works. <laughs> I can show this to someone. They'll be like, oh man, that's funny. Funny, but you know, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, it's, that works. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's because I, I focus predominantly on, on writing and, mm-hmm. and create world building. So oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've seen the editing. I've done some minor video edits and I will forever tip my hat to anyone who does mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and uh no that's that for me it was that mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing it was just how exhausting yeah. it can be but it's really fun it's because mm-hmm. you're like oh my god this is cool we get to think of all these all this cool shit and just... oh yeah now considering that you know that was the some of the initial misconceptions yeah like what was a, i know nick's answer already and i want him to say it what was the dream project that made you want to pursue content creation because I know yours, Nick. I remember still. 
I remember like he the cute. Believe you at all? I remember the like, cue cards oh. and the character that you wanted to do. Oh, are you, wait, are you talking about for candy coated? No, no, before candy coated, back when we first met at Borders. Oh yeah, uh huh. That's right. Good memory, Joe. Very mm-hmm. good memory. Okay, mm-hmm. so enough of the suspense. <laughs> when I first met Mark and Joe, they were at Borders, and rest mm-hmm. in peace, Borders. I'll oh. forever love you and, and miss yes. you. Yes, I was studying for one of my board exams, and I saw you know these two guys sitting off in the corner having a <laughs> conversation. I just I got a cup of coffee and I mm-hmm. walked by, and Mark was drawing. Mm-hmm. It was fa- it's Mark. So mm-hmm. you know, even even tw- t- twelve years ago, Mark is still phenomenal, and now he's even bigger, like an art master now. But mm-hmm. I saw him drawing. I was like, "This is amazing," you know. And Joe was doing some work too, and I was like, "Okay, wow, these guys are talented." And then I came back later. To these guys said, "You know, you know." I introduced myself. We had mm-hmm. this conversation, and I had this idea for Superman. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, because I was like, "Listen, I'd seen Christopher Reeve stuff. I I'd seen like the." You know the Superman Returns stuff, and I was mm. like, okay, you know, can we can we do something right? You know, why do we always keep going the same route? Mm-hmm. And so it started off with the and I and I made these very like superficial, like rudimentary, like concept arts on, on mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like stick <laughs> figures, but you know, sad, sadder. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, they were they were like four year olds going, you can't draw. Now see, he's being a little more hurtful towards himself. I mentioned the cue cards because I they were endearing to me. They showed that he wanted to, he really had a vision and was trying to uh, illustrate it as best as he could. Yeah. Joe and Mark were far more diplomatic. They were like, oh, oh, come on. Oh, yeah, come on, man. Sit down. Yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. They were like, look at this little this fawn. I'm wandering out of the woods with his little legs shaking. Can I try to? Oh, <laughs> my God. That's so cute. They were like, look, look. Let's feed him. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, buddy. Drink some of that water. That's encouragement. Do you like it? I'm like, yeah, I like it. This is really nice. You guys are really nice. <laughs> like, all right, man. You can be cool. You know, first of all, that was probably more. Joe, gotta be honest. That's Mark can't get a high note. This is this is Mark's. I'm gonna I'm gonna give everybody Mark's high note. Hey, how's everybody doing? That's the high note. That Mark's voice doesn't go higher than that. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, oh man. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Tell me. Go ahead. Show me what you got. Oh my god, I can hear his voice as you're yep. saying it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Man, you got you, man, you got some talent here, boy. Don't 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 knock it. Am I, am I lying, Joe? Am I lying? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. And then we struck up a friendship, and the rest is history. Yeah. But yeah, it was Superman. I was like, hey, let's. I had this idea for Superman. So and, cute. And ultimately, since WB ain't doing shit with them, that could still happen if the things go right. Wait. So the. Superman and Supergirl's gone now too. Oh no, Superman and Lois. The, that I'm show, though, Superman and Lois, that's still on the air. But oh, dude, then... nothing film related is happening. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'm so. Uh, you man, you just pick at every scab today. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Like I'm just. I, that yeah. is so disappointing to me. And dude, uh, the fact that Henry Cavill has played the character literally three times, and. He has not been able to even scratch the surface of what he, as an actor, can do with that character. Yeah, we that is, yeah, that is that's hurtful to me. What I felt bad was they saw what Marvel was doing mm-hmm. and they wanted to just do it as fast as possible. Yep. And it was like, listen, just put the time in like Marvel did, and mm-hmm. okay, you, you'll be four or five years behind. When they hit another phase, then you're coming. Mm-hmm. People will spend money on both. Yep. It's like there's only one streaming service. Like, no, man, there's Amazon, Disney Plus, like Netflix. Mm-hmm. You. People will spend money if it's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. 
you create good content, people will buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just sad. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Oh, oh, okay. Because um, I am content creation baby, <laughs> and uh, have. <laughs> Really, I just I work in a lab where my dreams die, but every now and then, um, <laughs> there's stories in them labs. There are stories oh. in them labs. You know the things you do with kick nets. But um, <laughs> so, okay, so okay. Mm-hmm. First question. First question. Mm-hmm. Short one sentence answer. Oh. Okay. How long have you been doing content creation, both of you? Ten years. Ten years. Closer to twenty. Twenty years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I feel really old. So I'm curious. And, you know, obviously I've only really come onto the scene kind of recently. Like the Mm. extent of my content creation was when Mm. I did little doodles in the corner of my uh, notebooks in class when I really didn't want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) um, But so I know that even let's so let's talk about even like 10 years, you Mm. know, that a lot can change in terms Mm. of tools and things that are available. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about like using cell texts and things Mm -hmm. like that for script writing. And, you know, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you know, you talk about a lot of those programs that are out Mm -hmm. there for, Mm -hmm. you know, illustrating and comics and Mm -hmm. inking, you know. Would, were there this many tools available when you guys started your own journeys or like has some of this stuff really only come into development in recent years? Like mm. has creation gotten easier over time than it was when you first started? Hell yes. That's the answer. That's the Hell answer. Hell yes. yes. Yeah. 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 It is so much easier to create content now than when I was a teenager. Oh my God. And that's not even count when Mark started. Fuck. Because <laughs> goddamn, those. Mark had told me stories left and right about how they, him and his uh, friends that used to draw, he just used to draw comics with, would literally pass around a single copy of How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. I have that book. As do I. <laughs> and, but the thing of it was, it would be falling off, the pages would be falling off, but they'd still, it was one of the golden gray, like the holy grail of resources. There were so, and not to mention, there wasn't an internet back then. And like the internet was still in like the, you know, infancy when, uh, like, you know, when I was a teenager. So ultimately, like getting information was harder. Um, getting visual resources was harder. Um I, I mean, hell, let's not even start working, start talking about art supplies, you know, actually knowing where a place is to find decent pencils, decent paper, the stuff like that. If you found one place, you were taking a bus if you had, if you had to, to get with the shit you needed. Right. So like nowadays, I mean, with the internet, you can order whatever you need online, whether it be a book, whether it be a, um, a, a program, like hell, you can actually get a subscription to a program that's too expensive for you to buy outright. I have a subscription to Clip Studio for my lettering. <laughs> yeah, that is an expensive one. I've seen the prices for that one. Nine bucks a month. That's not too bad. Actually, that's very reasonable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say J- Joe's spot on in this that the tools have mm-hmm. really helped out. Um, 
I would say, for me, I can't really complain. Celtics was there ten years ago, and mm-hmm. they made yeah. a, a few subtle changes, but overall, the same thing. It's 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 okay. really easy for me, so I can't really complain. Right, I didn't, right, right. I mean, I've handwritten stuff, so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say like I can't believe I used a number two pencil. Like, like, like <laughs> was there a point where a typewriter was ever involved, or like... I have used a typewriter, and it's and it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, but I never had to uh, use that as my everyday work. Right. I, I, I miss. I I'm at the cutoff point of that. Mm. I was there just for when computers were out. So gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm good. Mm. Uh, but I can I can still use it. No, but uh, it, I will say one thing: people often confuse tools for talent. Yes, and, and the re- what I mean by that is, there. For instance, take someone like Mark. Even mm. if I want to use a kung, the kung fu analogy, Mark went through the multiple, you know, the multiple chambers of Shaolin. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He's went through all thirty six chambers, mm-hmm. and it took years, and it was painful. You know, right. you cracked bones. You know, not literally. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe sometimes, but. <laughs> Blood, Those are different blood, blood, sweat, and tears. Whereas some people now think because of the tools that mm-hmm. Joe was talking about, the, the convenience of the internet and, mm-hmm. and, and what it is, that it's like the Matrix. You know, you can just plug it in the back of your head and like, I know Kung Fu. Like, mm-hmm. no, you don't know Kung Fu. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not real. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just... they. But they assume that because it's the tools save so much time, mm-hmm. therefore, I... My, my my the talent is there. Mm-hmm. Everybody can have some form, but you got to hone it. And oh, yeah. that, that you again going circling back to what you're talking about. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. You have to work at it. Mm-hmm. You have to if you're writing, write all the time. Write something. Write a note. Mm-hmm. Write a page. Write a paragraph. Just oh, keep write honing. a description of a thing that right. you haven't even scripted yet. Hone your craft. I mean, mm-hmm. that even even the scientific scientific field. You got to hone your craft. You can't oh, just forget yeah. your basics and be mm-hmm. like, for sure, what's water? H <laughs> two <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and so I guess well that leads to another interesting question, mm. you know, talking about content creation mm. and what it's like these days. So speaking to the fact, you know, folks like Mark who had mm. to work real hard to mm. be where they are and then talking about how the wide variety of tools and resources that are available today mm. via the internet, you mm-hmm. know, do you think I'm trying to like think of a way to say this so that I don't sound like a huge bitch. But um, <laughs> do you think that as a consequence of the ready access of these resources that mm. we have an influx of content to the market, not mm. all of which is a very high quality? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Joe was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can, I'll, I'll provide context, but go ahead. Nick. Yeah. No, in the in the umbrella statement that Joe provided, yes, I mean that's true. There is there is a shit ton of content out there. Mm-hmm. It's now just you. People can see it. People have mm-hmm. have the, people are creating all this time. Mm-hmm. We just never not to diverge mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. videos of the cop videos. <laughs> Cops are doing it all this time. Uh-huh. Right, we just get to see it. Right, right, right. And you're like, oh my god, is that what that is? So mm-hmm. people are creating all the time. You know, there's someone sitting in Iowa right now who's still writing in a journal and all that stuff, and we don't know about it. But now they have a phone. They have a YouTube account, TikTok mm-hmm. account. They can show it right, right away. Yeah. They can write it and show it instantly. And then people can say, hey, do you like it or not? Mm-hmm. So there's a sense of self, you know, getting yourself out there right, if right. you're an introvert. So there's there's a good and bad to it. There And so what comes down to it, you mm-hmm. just have to have a more discerning eye. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And yeah. it, it's created all these wonderful little communities where if people say, listen, I thought I was the only one that liked, you know, jellyfish with mayonnaise. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, and then all of a sudden there's like a jellyfish mayonnaise Facebook group or like a That's like, true, that is pretty uh-huh. fun. Yeah, I and, do agree that and like, they're like yeah. and they're like, What is jellyfish mayonnaise? Is that a is that a dish? Is that a is that a, 
a, a code word? I mean, who knows? I mean, is it a band? Right. You know, hashtag, <laughs> and then it'll trend on there. Like, Why is that trending? I had no idea. So yeah. no, I mean, uh, there is there is there's a lot out there, but yeah, mm-hmm. Joe can provide more context on yeah. that. Yeah. Now and and yeah, no, Nick is absolutely right. There, people have always been creating, but it is that much easier to get yourself out there now than ever before. Like self-expression is kind of. You can almost say it's at an all-time high. Right. The problem is that is often the lack of a discerning eye. Is the the people people are chasing the viral that that the the, oh, the yes. viral the drug of the viral of the viral hit. But the the thing of it is they don't realize how insane the odds are for a viral hit. Like that, that one comic that makes it into meme status, that one video that gets the million, the million views, like that one song that, that one song that earworms into every person's ear that eventually turns into sales on iTunes or whatever. Mm -hmm. That shit is in the odds of millions. Like there, the very possibility of that happening, stars got to align. It's right. just that That's simple. That's true facts. Really do. Yeah, it does feel yeah. like it. Uh, gosh, what's the song? It's the song. Don't do it. Wait, if there's a song <laughs> stuck in your head, do not do it. I'm begging you right no. now. I can't threaten you, but I'm begging you. <laughs> there's something stuck in your head. Do not do it. No, just... it's like that. It's the thing with the percents and Damn the it, stuff. <laughs> what is it? It's like. Uh... Don't help her, Joe. Like what I'm is it? Twenty percent luck, fifty percent skill. Uh, unre- yeah, you know. Yeah, you look so upset with me I, right I don't now. even know what that song is. Yes, but you I do. Know I can hear yes, the chorus in my head for that song. They played for the NBA games. They played it, it for the NBA playoffs. What is it? It's like uh. I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. But I'm okay with it. One hundred percent reason to remember the name. I think that's even what it's called. Is remember the name, like something like that. But it's like it's basically talking about what's ne- like doing a uh, you know very. <laughs> logical dry right. breakdown of okay. this kick-ass song uh, uh, it's, it's basically talking about like the mm. what different components need to go into being mm. successful okay. um i think in this case it was probably success as a musical artist but mm. talking about yeah. how so much of it is mm. you know a certain percentage is luck and yeah. you know certain okay. getting your ass kicked like mm. you know shit like that and okay. um it does do you mm. so do you think and this is kind of an interesting thing that I think mm. about from time to time when I can't go to sleep at night <laughs> is, um, you know, so pe- it's a lot easier for people to get their content out there. Right. Oh, yeah, and yeah. lots of tools like go to the University of YouTube to learn how to do things, stuff oh, like yeah. that. And, you know, and we're facing a different market now. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about the viral market. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, once upon a time. Mm-hmm. So I hear, <laughs> uh, you know, you getting your content out there kind of relied on you being able to get the attention of an agent or somebody a comic book store somebody who's willing somebody big who's willing to sell your stuff but now a Mm -hmm. lot of content popularity in my opinion is really tied to how successful are you on the internet Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like I think this kind of speaks to the whole idea of having the discerning eye and things like Mm -hmm. that because it's like you see some stuff get huge that by all rights, yeah. you know, it makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, this is yeah. big. This is what's trending right now. And, you know, and it is kind of like, have we, how, do content creators need to change the kinds of content and the way that they create it in order mm. to, instead of appealing to sort of this quote unquote 
professional market, you know, mm. talking about critics, talking about agents, you know, people mm. who are in the business. Mm. Uh, you know, now you're trying to appeal to the masses on the internet. Mm. And, you know, do you feel like you've had to change the way that you would make content or what kind of stuff you would make in order to try and appeal to the internet <laughs> where a lot of mm. this stuff is really being accessed and mm. used, right? Mm -hmm. You go first. Huh? Uh, honestly, I'd say yes, I, I have. I've had to change about how I interpret a lot of things. Like personally, with as far as my comics are concerned, I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> and if someone and if someone likes it, great. But I also know exactly what I'm trying to do with it, and I know there's a market for what I'm trying to do. Um, how big of a market that is, I don't know. I really feel like some of my content, some like, of like, like jellyfish mayonnaise <laughs> kind of content, yeah, not quite, not quite. Um, a little closer to peanut butter squid, but you know, cool, hey. cool. cool. <laughs> but um. So I, sad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so very sad. But um, but I, I but and honestly, I feel like what I'm working on actually would work better in mediums outside of comics. But the thing of it is, I need to establish what the fuck it is. So that's what the comics are for. Also, I still I love comics. I still love comics. So I like the idea of still producing it as a comic. Having said that, though. As far as as a scriptwriter, as a podcaster, I have definitely had to readjust how I consider things. Because there's a lot of things I... Nick, you've been around since damn near the beginning. Christine, you've been around for quite a bit of it. The Honeycomb Hideout's gone through a lot of changes. Yeah, it has. Like a petulant and, teenager. Yeah. Like, it's been through going... It's been going through puberty for damn near... 10 years now. <laughs> oh man, I think we just killed Nick. Like, Yeah. I was there in the beginning. <laughs> I saw when it was born. Um, and it had jackal blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the thing. Like this show has gone through a lot of iterations. Like it used to be, it used to just be this, you know, raunchy, just overly explicit. It used to be Howard Stern for geeks. That's yeah. what it used to be eventually came a point when that just wasn't it anymore. It's not what I wanted it to be. And honestly, it didn't, it just didn't fit anymore. And now we have its current iteration. It's basically, it's a ponderous podcast for, well, well wait, what, wait, what, oh, what shoot. we had this, I'd damn, we had we, such we a great line. The, we had to think. A lot of alliteration. Uh, the ponderous, there was a lot, there was, like, there was a lot like of alliteration. The ponderous podcast for pontificating people, something uh, like that. Hold on, I, well, we are, you know, yeah, no, we, yeah, we I, don't say it very often because it takes up like the entire podcast. Yeah, to say oh, it, it absolutely like, yeah. does. But um, it was really good when we first came yes, up it with is. it. <laughs> like, and then we're like, we don't have time to say remember it. Remember, it's the 13 P's. Okay. 13. Good lord. <laughs> oh, it was so good though. It rolls right off the tongue. It's on our Spotify, I think. I think it is. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The podcast for ponderous pop culture people. Oh wow, I super fucked it up. Yeah. I <laughs> oh no, I fucked it up. I <laughs> fucked up hardcore too. Oh yeah. And I'm, just, I'm just thankful I remembered some of some old graphics I did from a pro some some of the Promare promos. Uh -huh. I made some graphics of it. I'll send I'll send them to you. They were cool as hell. They, that sounds cool as hell. Yes. 
Um, if, if only we could use them. <laughs> I mean, I, we could use them as for free, but it's. I, I think it's like it was like a free graphic thing that they put out right when Promare first came out. Mm-hmm. So it might be usable. I don't know for sure. <laughs> so you were talking about how you know the podcast has changed over oh, yeah. time, but mm-hmm. it sounded a little bit more like it changed because you know just what you as a creator mm-hmm. wanted for it was changing. So would you say that it was so it was maybe more for you unless you were responding to a changing market, right? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not prone to peer pressure. So it was definitely I wasn't the market, but also I but I will say that the market did have an effect because I did start to realize that that Howard Sterney type of stuff, you know, that would that you know we used to do and kind of um that kind of spawned it was like it's not really what it is anymore. Like, like, I mean, the audiences have changed. Like, I mean, think about the most popular podcasts right now. A lot of them are very structured. A lot of them uh, help behind the bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, and, and I wish I could name some other ones right now. Welcome to Night Vale. Although Welcome that's Night more of an Vale. audio drama than anything. Yeah. But still I mean, very structured, like has oh, a certain yeah. way that yeah. it goes every time. Yeah. Also audio drama shit potentially coming soon. Tuned. I think definitely no. coming soon is what I was hearing. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely yeah, coming definitely soon. Definitely coming soon. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, no, the structure of things has changed, and honestly, it just made it made sense for the Honeycomb Hideout to evolve because we've evolved. I, I like to use this analogy: the warp core finally was in alignment because this was always meant to be Joe's podcast when it first started, and <laughs> Howard Stern for Geeks never seemed to fit. And so Joe needed to take ownership of it. And that was the biggest thing. I think the show got right when Joe took ownership of it and then made it into something that he wanted and he could do. And then after that, rocket ship. And then blissfully, he found friends (laughs) who joined him on the journey. And then I I was like, this merry little band is making this quite interesting. Yes. What about you, Nick? Have you, in your time of creating content in the past 10 years, do you feel like you have any major changes you've made? Have they been more responding to changing markets? Or do you feel like it's kind of like with Joe where any major changes that have happened in your content has just been due to changes of you as a person? Yeah, mean changes uh, changes as a person. Because I, when I when I started writing, I, I, I had interests, you know, so I don't, and if some people like it, they like it. If not, then they don't. Because, you know, okay, mm. for instance, I love giant monsters. Kaiju. I do. Exactly. So there are some, <laughs> I, I will have friends out there. So mm-hmm. then, the, then the thing is, do a good, if you're going to, if you like giant monsters, do it properly. Mm-hmm. Like, what are all the things that we, we used to sit there and be like, counting the time between the monsters now. What's all this human garbage? If you can make the human stuff compelling and weave it in there, maybe you'll have a I much still remember. I still remember when we went to see. Pacific Rim. Yeah. And even though the concept didn't make any sense, <laughs> it's just giant monsters versus giant robots. I'm like, yeah, as a kid, I'm like, that that's cool. <laughs> the story makes no sense. I, not where the monsters come from. Oh, the aliens, that, that's fine. But I was like, why did we build big robots? <laughs> All the weapons on the big robots can still hurt them. So why not just build the weapons <laughs> and not the big robots? Mm. Get more. But anyway, you know, so, but that's that, that kind of stuff where I think, you and I are, you said you're getting into the creation side a little bit late. So you and I were consumers. Like, so mm-hmm. at right. the time when when I started, I, you know, I was 30. So I spent 20 years as a consumer. 
Right. Or you know, or thirty or thirty years as consumer. Mm. So I was so I was like a day walker. <laughs> I could consume and then I always want to know what was behind the curtain. I always right. love the behind the scenes stuff. So mm. when I started getting into the creation stuff, I'm like, oh wow, I gotta do this. So I could create it and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. One of the examples I think I mentioned before is Peter Jackson. Mm. When he made Lord of the Rings, the movies, he's like, oh, man, I wish I didn't actually make it because I'd love to be in the audience watching it for the first time being like, mm. cool, because he would look to the left and look to the right. There are people like, this is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when the original, you know, yeah. when Fellowship and everything came out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was waiting for someone to make it. And so he's like, all right, I'll do it. Mm. And so there's a part of him that says he knows what's behind the scenes. So he could never truly enjoy it. I won't suffer from that. Like, I've, I, for instance, Mark has this project, Judifus, the webcomic. It's amazing. Oh, oh yeah. And... So Mark's told me this whole story. Like he, uh, Mark yeah. just keeps like, un, like unloading like all the stuff on me. I'm like, that's great. Then I could see it and still enjoy it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't know when. I hope I never lose that. Mm-hmm. I know at some point it'll be like it fades away. I'm like, no, come on, <laughs> oh no. And then I'm pure creator side. Like I no mm-hmm. longer have the consumer joy. It's like going yeah. to see Star Wars. I'm like ah, Star Wars. You know, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You know, the original. Yeah. The original. That's that's the, original, the risk. Original. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's pretty. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of interesting points that are presenting themselves mm. here, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's this talk of, you know, your content changing because mm-hmm. of your changing role from mm-hmm. consumer to creator, yeah. mm-hmm. which hopefully we don't lose that spark. We're all oh, holding mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because um, we, we never want to get to a point where it's not fun anymore and it just feels oh, like work. No. But, um, you know, I'm also hearing something that, actually goes back to jellyfish mayonnaise <laughs> so <laughs> like, i'm gonna regret this yeah you are but um but it's this you know it's gonna become be- manga now <laughs> oh, no. because there was you know because i asked a little bit early you know mm-hmm. do you think that because so many people are making things that it's flooding mm-hmm. the market with basically c-rank garbage mm-hmm. and um and so, and then, but then, you know, neither of you guys seem to feel like you ever had to change what you were doing because mm. of the changing audience from, you know, because I guess it's like when I think about, you know, and I have this image in my head, which might be completely incorrect, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there anyway. Um, you know, when you talk about people who are, you know, geeking out over comics mm. or, you know, um, really hardcore art people. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the people who are like waiting in line outside of your comic shops for these issues to drop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel, I guess it feels like that audience has expanded a lot. Cause you no mm-hmm. longer have to like be creeping outside of a comic book shop or an art gallery to right. see mm-hmm. something for the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can pretty much see anything from anywhere these days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe the reason that it makes me think of jellyfish mayonnaise is like, you know, maybe the reason that nobody has really had to, change their stuff over Mm -hmm. time is because the expanding audiences is kind of like you were talking about Nick like these niche groups present themselves and Mm -hmm. whereas if you made some really really weird niche comic or whatever Mm -hmm. and tried to show up to like I don't know Marvel with it they would be like get the fuck out of here with this shit (laughs) but now you can like fucking throw it up on webtoons and there will be a corner of the internet who's like we love you keep doing your shit and if it's good They'll find you. And right. you were talking about agents and all that stuff. They, I, we've, I've, I've been fortunate to have a lot of good writer friends in a writer group, and one mm-hmm. of them, uh, she's been phenomenal. Uh, Bree, I'm giving you a shout out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they, she's, she's told me stuff, and others have told me stuff, but where agents and their assistants will go and they'll scour the internet. They're, mm. they're like the heralds of Galactus, like the Silver Surfers. They'll go out there <laughs> and they're scouring worlds, and they'll find like. 
what is jellyfish mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why is this trending? Like, what, what is going on behind there? God damn, I can't believe it. You know, that's the name of this episode now. Ah, <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, uh, and it, if the content is good, like, mm-hmm. okay, for example, you don't want anyone to be, and, you know, all due respect to him, William Hung. Mm. He was the guy in American Idol. Like, he was so bad mm-hmm. that they actually recorded an album of it and you're like, why would you do that to the guy? You know, if you just, if you mm. want to try to help him as an artist, you know, the guy, the guy got himself out there. Mm-hmm. He sang, okay, it wasn't the greatest, mm-hmm. you know, who am I to judge? I can't hold a tune, but you know, I could be like, oh man, maybe you shouldn't be winning it. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, and he made an album and you're like, oh wow, this might've gone too far for Or for example, the, the Geico caveman oh, as a commercial, yeah. as a 30 second commercial works great. Somebody's on like all the audience loves the commercial. Let's make it a TV show. Oh damn! They made they actually made a pilot and produced it, cast it, made it, put it out there on network, and it died Mm -hmm. because it's a concept that doesn't have legs. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't you just saw this commercial like oh these cavemen are just interacting. They're hipsters. They're you know they're they're millennial types. Mm -hmm. And okay, well great. Well, what's the story behind them? Mm -hmm. Once you actually like dig deeper, what what is there? And so that's when you talk about content creation, that's one thing you can create a flash in the flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. There has to be something behind it because otherwise, like you said, they'll move on, you know, jellyfish mayonnaise here today, (laughs) gone tomorrow because peanut butter squid time. (laughs) Jellyfish mayonnaise will never die. I want you. (laughs) I mean, let's think about it from this concept of like vine. Not everybody that was big on Vine managed to make the transition right. to like YouTube and other mediums. Now a lot of them are com- popping back up because of TikTok, but um, the fact of the matter is, not all content, not all concepts, survive the transition to other mediums. Right. Not every not every concept can be adapted. Right. I I, I will say this. I I will fully put up my ignorance on this, and I'm glad that. Maybe it's growth on my part. <laughs> when I first heard the type, the, the sentence, social media influencer, I thought, <laughs> what a hot load of garbage. And I'm not entirely wrong. <laughs> I'm not entirely wrong. And the reason I say that, because that's like saying, you know, I'm a comic book writer or I'm, I'm, a, I'm a screenwriter. Well, sometimes that's good. Sometimes, many times it's not. Mm. There are some people who have figured out, Christine, like you were saying, they are Neo. They've, mm. They can see social media and they see mm. the matrix lines and they know how to ride it. Mm-hmm. So if they know how to ride it and they have a concept or an idea that they can give some life to, like mm-hmm. in the 30s, and then it, it takes off. You're like, how did the hell did that thing get a million and a half views in five minutes? Yeah. They know how to read it. And, mm-hmm. whether it's, and Mark kind of sometimes, uh, he like, what group, what page do you go to? Like, who do you friend? Like, you, mm-hmm. you, you, so you, these people, like, they have a strategy and they, mm-hmm. to their credit, that's their skill. Mm-hmm. They can be like, okay, you look at their content like, oh, that's kind of weird, but why is this taking off? Well, they knew where who to approach. Mm-hmm. Who who are the big sites and can you make friends? You don't just come in there and be like, hey, I got some stuff in here. You know, most of these communities are like, well, we're a community. Get out of here. Yeah, Your content doesn't make sense. What, just because there are like a million of us and you think you just come in here and throw your shit out here and it's going to work? No, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit here. You didn't read the room, buddy. Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some people who's made it their job to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, you could just say they took old school marketing that you learn in, in, in college or in high school and all that stuff and, and, and applied. But hey, mm-hmm. they did. So mm-hmm. I no longer just typecast social media influence. I don't just roll my eyes to the back of my head and be like, oh God, another one of those. I'm like, okay, well, how effective are they? Mm. Then I'll judge them. <laughs> That's true, true. Yeah, social media does have a certain power. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. God, do you remember, yeah. uh, what was it, Reddit, that uh, 
fucked around with the GameStop stock. Oh, God. Yeah, that yeah, that was Yeah. I, and they learned all the wrong lessons from that. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they saw really what Wall Street can do. Yeah. Wall Street's like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to change the rules of the matrix. It's almost mm-hmm. like they just turned off gravity. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is this legal? Like, man, it doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want. And you're like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, yep. there are no rules in Wall Street. And it's, it's super mm-hmm. dangerous. Super oh, dangerous. Oh, geez. But you talk about content creation. That's there like, was an idea about that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> sorry i'm like sorry no. now i'm just like no, you know, thinking about how like we're in a free fall to hell over here oh, no no yeah. that's fine because no, this yeah. is actually what, one thing i like about Imagine's workshop joe you were talking about this <laughs> mm. the good thing about being in a group about having a mm-hmm. team yeah you get so many different perspectives there's oh, something that you'll notice that i did and i'm like mm-hmm. holy shit there's something there and, and then i'll be like yeah christine there's something there joe you're right there's yeah. something there and you're like there is yeah oh yeah absolutely i yeah. mean like think about think about it like this christine we had done up to like 70 plus episodes of the previous volume of Honeycomb Hideout. But your introduction, your adding to the chemical mix, we produced the, the, produced a relaunch. And honestly, I'd say this show has reached its pinnacle form. Yeah. Are we kind of like like podcast Powerpuff Girls? Like, you know, you added that oh, wow. sweet, sweet chemical X. <laughs> and then... I'm not going on that limb for you, Joe. It's a weird flex, but sure. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know what? Um, I, I'm not sure who I'd qualify as, Blossom or Bubbles, because I'm Ooh, not Buttercup. You would be like... <laughs> Why does nobody like Buttercup? No, I love, I love Buttercup. Okay. I love Buttercup. I'm not tough enough to be Buttercup. Oh, fair I'll enough. I'll be Buttercup. Yeah, I'll, do I'll lead the charge here. I think you would be... Mm... I'm leading... My, my brain wants to say Bubbles. I think you would be Bubbles. I don't know whether or not to be... Ende- whether or not to consider that endearing or offensive. Mm-hmm. Eh, people always told me I was too pretty anyway. But, you know, maybe that's another... Really- I'm Mojo Jojo. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I love him. I love Mojo Jojo. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that's another thing to talk about is... Um, mm. Okay, and this is something you guys might mm. know more than I do. <laughs> Would you say that creating content is a lot more collaborative these days than it mm. used to be? I would, I, I would actually say yes. Mostly because of the fact that... I mean, think about it. I mean, think about it from the standpoint of... How many single writers, single directors, sing like like people like director? That actually, that's well, that's a whole different thing. But writers and producers, how many of them are now in like pairs or in teams now? I mean, there's um that like, there's still yeah. some from like the old guard that are still like you know just they're the big name, they're the like you know the single individual. How many scripts right now are written by a single motherfucker that aren't Taika Waititi or James Gunn? Well. I'll put it this way. Joe's not wrong. On sheer volume, mm-hmm. yes, there are more people collaborating. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the, my answer would be they should collaborate, mm. but oh, they don't. Absolutely. I, I've seen, it's true. I mean, here's one thing I found out, though. You could see a lot of people saying, you know, written by. Mm-hmm. Half those names are just on there because it's, it, and look, this is not throwing entire mm-hmm. shade out there. You know exactly what you've done. You know exactly mm-hmm. how much you've contributed to a script. Mm-hmm. And- there are some people that have contributed like the bare minimum and they get their name on there because it works on their uh, their resume, their WGA credits and all that kind of stuff. David Esquire. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, yes, I'm throwing shade out there. No, most I, of his scripts are only good when other people are involved. Yeah, I, I said it. 
Right. And and here's the thing. There's some there's some things that you'll see because some people write scripts and you're like, oh, wow, you wrote that? And then you wrote this Oscar winner over here or something that's really good. I mean, mm-hmm. so uh, there are mul- usually multiple writers on uh, some of the bigger projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at something like The Martian, and I think mm-hmm. Drew Goddard wrote that one. Drew it's Goddard, just, yeah. Drew Goddard, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. he wrote, yeah, he wrote that one. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm... I still think that the writers are still, unfortunately, very solitary creatures, and they should mm. not be. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're. If you're, they sh- in this environment with the internet and groups, you should collaborate. Good. And Joe's and Joe's not wrong either because by sheer probability, you go on there, you see multiple writers. Well, did they all get in the writers' room and work? Probably not. Television is different. <laughs> Television, you have a writers' room, and you hope they get along, but then you mm-hmm. hear these horror stories like. The showrunner's like, I know who my favorite writers are, and I guess mm-hmm. you're here because you're someone's friend. Oh, yeah. Dang, I love that tea. Y'all, <laughs> we need to get ourselves a storefront so we can have a proper writer's room, and we can be like the cool kids. Oh, no, we're going to have a writer's oh, room. Oh, 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 hell yeah. Oh, it's yeah. going to have cool shit in it. It's going oh, to oh. be, be a fun place, the writer's room. Oh, that would yeah, be Even though be I haven't... Um, Nerf guns. Done, there you go. Done, I haven't really done yes, a lot of nerf. like creative writing by myself before but i know that i fucking love working with joe because it's like yeah yeah we do i heart you love you joe like um but yeah because it's like you know i think we both bring different things like you know talking about earlier how you mentioned uh you know don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good enough and like Mm -hmm. i'm very much the person who's like let's just get it down and get going yeah uh jump out of the plane Jump out of the plane, mm-hmm. you know, and Just Joe will come out, come up behind me and tighten things up a lot because uh, <laughs> otherwise what happens is, is that Joe spends uh, 30 minutes talking about the placement of the bar in the, <laughs> in the bar room. And I'm like, Joe, put something down. <laughs> so like, so I, I think I it am, works out very well. I am, yeah. the, I am the overthinker of this pair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, you're right. When we when we do writing, uh, we before the world ended with the pandemic, mm. we used to write at Jeff's place, and Jeff's mm. has Jeff's house has this. You guys will see. We'll do a video mm. tour of it. <laughs> Jeff, we're coming over to your place. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his place is is set up to write. Mm. It's it's a great place, and we used to yeah. bring food there, and we'd write, and we would just go through the script, we'd talk out ideas. I used to be jealous of you guys' sessions. Yeah, you know, we're talking to stuff, and then Jeff was like, "Nick, write it down." And so I'm the one. I'm the one that has the laptop ready, so I'm ready. And we're talking like, and we type, and then we're like, "What do we have?" And then we file it down, mm-hmm. file it down. And that's the process that works for us. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are certain guidelines that we we've, we've learned over the years. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. material. Oh yeah. You know, Robert McKee. Uh, there's a, a script consultant uh, that we were fortunate to get, meet. Her name is Jen- Jennifer Grisanti, and you guys are going to mm-hmm. get a chance to mm-hmm. you know have a session with her, and she's phenomenal. Mm. But you take all these all these guidelines and and lessons that you've learned. And you say okay, mm-hmm. and, and then now we apply it, and it makes the craft that much easier because you can never stop creativity. You're always going to create. You know, if you watch mm-hmm. a, I could watch something on Netflix like The Future of. They're talking about house plants that can store data. I'm like, what? Oh damn! You know, so I love watching like documentaries and stuff, and then because it, it'll always trigger something, and mm-hmm. then I'm married with a concept that I've always wanted to do, and mm-hmm. then we're off and running, and then at three in the morning I'll Facebook. Mark, Mark, I thought of an idea. Oh, hit me up, man. Yeah, go ahead, tell me. One of our ideas, <laughs> one of our best ideas that we hope to one day get made. Mm-hmm. Mark called me at one thirty in the morning. He's like, "Yo, man, got me an idea for a sci-fi thing." And then we mm-hmm. spent three hours. By four thirty in the morning, I was like, "Yo, man, it's four thirty. and we had outlined <laughs> that we built the universe of that show. 
I like how um, every conversation you and Mark have is basically the same as your first conversation at Borders. Yeah. <laughs> like, laid on me, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mark, Mark has, like, no no filter and nothing. He's like, he, he could be typing stuff like, yeah, I'm listening. Go for it. Yeah, it's tight. Yeah, I like that. Oh, hold up. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Yeah, write it down. Psh, man, put it in the vault. I, the the vault. Oh my god! I always hear about the vault. Oh it, yeah, it, you it, guys, it's 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 chunky. Yeah, it's, it's very extensive. Chunky. It's 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 the vault that imagines of all the ideas, the concepts, and no concept. You think of anything, mm-hmm. if it can't stand on its own, it'll be a part of something else. Mm. So it, it's 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 like what Anthony Bourdain did. Which is like, there's no such thing as I, I'll cut this up and turn turn into a stew. <laughs> it's like, and then it's the appetizer. It's part. It's course. It's mm-hmm. course seven in the seven course meal. You know so. Mm-hmm. You know that's yeah. that's one that's the good thing about Imagos that it's mm-hmm. a collaborative thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! And honestly, on that lovingly joyous note, I think we about well we covered something, something to do with content creation. <laughs> like, yeah, we fucking did something here. We're not really sure what we created. Something. <laughs> Damn right, we it's did. We alive. Just don't we, say it. We, don't, don't say the words. Is it? I really I don't I, know I, if the words are jellyfish mayonnaise damn or, <laughs> or waffle daddy, which are the oh, two God, things that are coming out of this. That's podcast. out there now. And, that's the, funny, there now. and the funny thing is, they can both go on t-shirts. That's true. Yes. Okay. Can they go on the same t-shirt? Is the question. Like, there's a creative uh, challenge right there. We're gonna make it as a uh, imaginos, uh, uh, like an icebreaker activity, like oh, create no. a uh, T-shirt that features both of these objects. Okay, so no fucking secret Santa for either one of you. I'm, 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 I'm gonna outright come on and give you lumps of coal and be like, "This is from Nick," and then an actual Christmas gift because I love Christmas. But okay. damn it, I'm gonna give you a Christmas gift of a shirt with Waffle Daddy and jellyfish mayonnaise on it. You guys, you guys keep saying it like Beetlejuice. That thing is stuck in my head now. Now I'm going to think like, is this a manga? Is this something like? What is jellyfish mayonnaise? Actually, probably Irvin and Nico are probably going to listen to this show. I'm like, yo, we could probably do something with that. You know what? Watch this turn to a fucking anime. I know that's jellyfish right. anime. Jellyfish mayonnaise. Jellyfish mayonnaise. Oh god, that's right. Our friends at Shining Otaku, uh, who do lots of good interviews and manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening, we. We have some collaborative work to do. We would like to collaboratively create someone content on, with you. Someone on TikTok is going to take a jellyfish, put some mayo, and eat it, and they're going to become a fucking viral sensation. I, I know. Damn it. Damn Sorry. it to heaven. And it started and, with us. We're going to be featured in the wiki page where they're like, where did this start from? And they're like, well, there's this one really weird podcast called The Huntingham Hideout where they talked about deep-throating mics and uh, jellyfish mayonnaise. And You know where that came from? My word generator in my head. You were talking about a random word generator. I was like, yeah, well, we'll go well together. I'm like, jellyfish and mayonnaise. And then you're like, yeah. I'm like, no, no. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, All right, yeah. go ahead, Joe. Close it up. Yeah. Bring it home. And <laughs> despite, and the funny thing is, despite despite his rage, uh, yeah, no, nah, Nick, you have created something unfortunate, yet in some ways beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thank you, Nick Amati, for joining us today. I'm so sad right now. <laughs> so very sad. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. Oh, go home fa- and write you a oh, haiku. <laughs> oh, Father Waffles at it again. I miss you, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my co-pilot, Scientist Supreme, Christine Kitchens. And then we could have the sequel to Jellyfish Mayonnaise, which we determined is 
peanut butter squid. <laughs> is it gonna be like, oh, God damn it. It's going to be two badass cops in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a buddy cop thing now. And I was your simp master thirst king, Joe Kane. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> simp master thirst king, you bastard. I can't keep a straight face with this shit. Surprise, motherfucker. Are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs>